Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. On the line is WNBA insider for W Insider Queen Ballers and beat reporter of the New York Liberty, giving us all the news as WNBA free agency is kicked off this week. Miles Ehrlich is joining us. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Miles, we are so excited to have you on the show to discuss everything WNBA free agency. Obviously, the most chill time for you, uh, at least your year, as it is for us here in Las Vegas, just having the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game in town. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. It's been nonstop. If you've been following WNBA free agency at all these last couple of years, it's just turned into something new ever since this, uh, this CBA broke a couple of years ago. Absolutely. We know so much change has happened in the WNBA. We discussed earlier in the week that $75 million investment that was uh, uh, secured, and that's huge mungus, and that will certainly be uh, brought to the next CBA negotiations. But a quarter of the WNBA teams are starting their season under new coaching leadership. How does this impact this particular free agency class? As you said, it's really busy, but there are a lot of big names and lots of fresh talent waiting to ascend, but there's only so many spots. Does this affect the dynamic when you have so much t- turnover at that position absolutely 100 percent. and coupled with that there are a lot of premier names in the WNBA that have already said that this is going to be their last season so it's when you're looking at sylvia fowles in minnesota or sue bird in seattle those kinds of names already on january also in seattle those kinds of names are, are pushing some of these teams that are at that threshold for the championship window to really push all their chips into the middle and say we'll figure out next year next year but it's made this free agency period just frenetic because Diana Taurasi, too, might hang it up. We don't know yet. Everybody's trying to copy our hashtag for our season, the all-in aces thing. Apparently, everybody else is trying <laughs> right? to copy us. It's really nice to uh, be copied. I suppose it's the, best, the finest form of flattery. But you mentioned those final years in the Seattle Storm. Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart with that one-year extension. Who or what will be their biggest impediment in your mind for their quest for another chip? Or is this just basically the the final almost before the gang disperses i mean the biggest impediment to all of these teams are it's just the fact that the league is just so loaded and that that documentary came out a couple of years ago about uh about the bubble season where they said this is the 144 it was fantastic it's been squeezed it's been squeezed it's it's down to like the 135 a lot of these teams are running with 11 because they're just building these super teams and they're just not filling out their bench and the, the biggest impediment to, to winning a championship is going to be 
these these rosters, when you look at Connecticut or you look at Chicago or you look at Las Vegas, all of these teams really can make a push. And what Phoenix has done, what Seattle's done, bringing their core back, it's going to be exciting. So we talked about the Seattle Storm uh, here in Vegas, our aces. Uh, it, it's been very exciting. You know, a little drama with Liz Cambage, but for all intents and purposes, uh, from the outside looking in and for you being an insider, this season for the Aces with all the, the hiring of Becky Hammonds, Asia Wilson getting that contract extension, this is a championship or bust season, correct? I would say, yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair aspiration. I think the Aces were in a really advantageous spot, unlike any other team in the W this offseason, because they had their core, Asia and then Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Erica Hamby, Jackie Young, they were already locked up. So they were just trying to fill out the roster with with role players, with ancillary pieces. Um, and most other teams out there were, were big whale hunting. They were trying to get a, a game-changing free agent to come to their city. So on paper, it looked like they were in really good shape in Vegas. But the execution to this point hasn't been super impressive because they were able to retain a couple of their, their players in Raquana Williams and Kia Stokes. But normally when you're at this threshold that Vegas was, you start to get those those ring chasing veterans that are trying to win their first championship, and that could be because the GM situation has been somewhat up in the air, at least until Becky completes her NBA contract in San Antonio. Um, but yeah, in this in this era of super teams, these games and the championship is really one in the margins, and you need a reliable second unit just as much as you need to fill that top line with stars. Yeah, I think the Aces definitely used their big harpoon to to grapple in Becky Hammond. And and what do you think that she brings to this team? What does she bring out of Asia Wilson that maybe Coach Bill Lanebeard necessarily didn't have access to, but we all know how those little chiropractic adjustments can all of a sudden change your game, change your outlook, your mindset, everything. And if we have all these uh, ring chasers coming in, it's a little bit more of a transient environment. It's a little bit tougher to maybe – create that uh that that chemistry but as you said they've retained so many people so so what is becky's biggest challenge and task to to getting this team over the hump well i think that's a great point where continuity is so important so if you're changing up the coaching you want to have continuity with with players players that are familiar with each other's game and and with their what their strengths and weaknesses are but i would say aside from the asia wilson resigning the best personnel decision for vegas this offseason might very well be replacing Bill Ambeer's coaching style, which was very much focused on the post, with a mo- uh, with a more modern one. Um, Becky Hammond, obviously her mentor Greg Popovich, was a bit slow in making that transition himself, but Becky Hammond did talk in her introductory presser about trying to change up that style. And um, she was asked a question from Howard Magdal at the Next just regarding how the team would be deployed, and, and she said, we have some really good pieces in place, so it's all about adding new pieces that'll fit my my style of play. We'll probably shoot a few more threes, to be honest, run up and down a bit more. So the Aces have always been up there in pace, but the, the three-point shooting, they've been at the back of the pack for far too long. That means you're going to be looking for different looks as well and different shots, and so you're thinking probably we're going to try to run and gun, get get a little more tempo offense, and hopefully get Asia Wilson worked into her flow a lot earlier. That was something that they, I think, fell short in during the playoffs, especially in that series where they were elim- or eliminated. It seemed like they were trying to feed the ball, but that she kept going iron, iron, bricks, bricks, and then they just didn't have any answers because they just kept going to that same system. So you're thinking there's that, a little bit more malleability and imagination in a way. Yeah, and she's going to have more space to operate. Um, the the Liz Cambage Asia Wilson experiment on court, it it didn't, it never looked very very smooth. 
And I think part of it was they had they kind of had difficulty in executing that high-low offense. And oftentimes, I, I thought when Liz was first time there, they would make it work because both of them were bigs that could shoot and could extend. But they weren't really swapping back and forth. They were kind of both taking up space. Now you can play Asia at the five a little bit more if you want. And the last time she did that was the 2020 bubble season when Liz adopted out and she went ahead and she won the MVP. That was a good season, Miles. That was a good year. (laughs) Yes, surround her with shooters and and let her go to work. Let her do her thing. So uh, earlier um, to kick off free agency, uh, ESPN did a broadcast covering everything with the WNBA free agency. And Holly Rowe, Holly Rowe, excuse me, was super vocal about the Liz Cambage situation. Uh, I didn't necessarily agree. I thought that some of her her anger and negativity towards Liz was misplaced um, because it wasn't necessarily about Becky. But she did mention uh, that one of the reasons that Liz could have been upset was on top of everything that she tweeted out was that there were sour grapes that the Aces weren't, or weren't interested in trying to re-sign her. Uh, is that something that you heard? Is there some validity to that? Um, I've heard what I've heard is that it was somewhat mutual. Um, the expectation from both Liz's camp and from Vegas, it was pretty transparent early on. Uh, and even before she got to Vegas, she ended up being really happy there in that 2019 season, her first year. But, but before that, when she was forcing her way out of Dallas, it was really, she'd said at the time, Los Angeles or bust because she wanted to be as close to home in Australia as possible. And, and she was just really far from her family. So this, it kind of felt like it ran its course. And then bringing in a new coach, that it seemed like a, a good time for the transition to happen. And her points are valid, too, in terms of getting everybody kind of on the same level because there's no other sports league where you see that big of a pay disparity. But as someone who is an advocate for for equal pay and everything else, I'm like, let's just get watermarks and have the rest of the water uh, hopefully rise. But let's talk specifically about Courtney Vandersloot because she is a, a very interesting case study in free agency this year. She's not happy with the offer that the Chicago Sky extended her. They're the defending champions. She's led the league in assists six times. So why the short offer and what are they prioritizing instead and how big of a threat is her Russian team in terms of them offering to pay her to sit out? This could be a a kind of a landmark case in many ways. Yeah, that was the that was the shocker for me uh, at watching that free agency special back on February 1st, because you would have to think that there were Kalia Copper was the uh, finals MVP, but Mm -hmm. it was. 1A and 1B between her and Flute in terms of just the impact on that series. So there is precedent for this happening. Back in 2015, Diana Taurasi set out the entirety of that season for the same Russian team, UMMC Ekaterinburg, which is where Flute currently plays. Um, And at the time, Taurasi said, the year-round nature of women's basketball takes its toll, and the financial opportunity with my team in Russia would have been irresponsible to turn down. They offered to pay me the rest to rest, and I decided to take them up on it. I want to be able to take care of myself and my family when I'm done playing. So back then, the max salary which she was making was 107,000, which is less than half it is now. But she was offered 1.5 million to sit out, which oh. was more than 10 times, which was about 10 times. Past. Um, I would so, absolutely yeah. make that that consideration and probably that same decision. But as you just mentioned, money times have changed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and where Chicago's sitting right now, the the free agency openings that they've got, the the money is 
that they've got allocated, I think, is about 340000 but it's got to be split between Courtney Vandersloot and her wife, Allie Quigley, uh, who has hinted that she might retire after 2022. So there's a chance that the Sky actually have some leverage coming from within Courtney's own household um, if they want to finish out uh, their career or if Quigley wants to finish out her career with Vandersloot. But, yeah, when, when Holly reported that Sloot felt disrespected by the offer, those words sound like they're coming straight from the agent because that would be a, a heavy term to project if she wasn't paraphrasing. But, yeah, it's not necessarily an empty threat. Courtney Vandersloot is still in her prime, but she turns 33 next week. And like most players in the W, she plays year-round. So it would make sense for her to want to take a break and recharge. Forest through the trees or trees through the forest, you are leading us very, very uh, diligently, Miles. Uh, what does Stephanie Dolson bring to the Liberty skill-wise, and how impactful will she be on, say, Sabrina Ionescu's game? Yeah. I First of all, selfishly being on the Liberty beat, Steph Dolson is just a joy to cover. Um, we had her introductory presser yesterday, and she's just so funny and so personable, and that's exciting. And it's it's always interesting to to get the other side because you're watching her game from afar and you're just not sure what you're going to get. But in terms of what the Liberty needed last season, it was interior post help. And they had signed Natasha Howard, who missed a, a big chunk of the year. Um, but what they what they need is a big that can – Stretch the floor, which is what Steph Dolson excels at. She's a three-point shooter. She can pick and pop. But they also need someone who can get rebounds because last year the Liberty had no easy baskets in transition. And if you look at their guards, all of their guards were posting career high in rebounding numbers because they all had to crash the glass and help the bigs. So this will give them an opportunity to, to leak out a little bit and to get some easy baskets so that they're not working so hard in the half court. Miles, before you get out of here, I want, I want to ask you a big picture question. So, the CBA agreement was signed in 2020. Uh, I believe it was a seven or eight year deal. Um, and then obviously investors are, are coming in and, you know, some things seem good, but there's more problems. We talked about Courtney. We talked about Liz Cambage. In terms of the player side, what it, it, are we just going to have situations where they're going to sit out the year because their teams overseas are going to pay them to sit out? Is that their only power position or what type of movement or what can be done for the players to to get, you know, some more improvements on their side. Yeah, there we're entering a really interesting age. I think we've seen this in the NBA, on the NBA side for some years now where all these players are reclaiming leverage by superstars who are taking one or two year deals and then they're saying, if you don't want to lose me next year, you better make sure that everything's in good shape. And we might start to see that on the W side. Um and I think that it could be a leverage like that, but the CBA has something called a prioritization clause, which which kicks off starting next year, which says that there are going to be fines and penalties incurred salary-wise for players if they're late to training camp. And the idea there is that could rob them of opportunities to make money overseas because a lot of these leagues, a lot of players show up late to camp or even to the regular season because they're finishing out their overseas commitments. Um, so players could have that issue. And I do wonder about how COVID just falls into all this because the way that the, the WNBA had initially hoped to to combat that was to make it possible to have more marketing opportunities domestically. And as we know, the last couple of years have not been what they thought it would be when they signed the CBA in January of 2020, weeks ahead of COVID starting and then really messing with travel and everything. So 
Yeah, it's it's kind of up in the air, but it, it's going to take some people on the other side of the line. It's going to take some of these owners, whether it's Mark Davis, who was very vocal yesterday and came out in support of Liz Cambage and, and talked about he paid Becky, million, uh, Becky over a million dollars, not because she wanted it, but because he thought that there should be a million-dollar coach to set that precedent and that he wants that to trickle down to the players and that they need to get what they deserve. Joe Sy with the Liberty, very similarly, he was trying to push for chartered flights. So it's going to take allies on the other side of the aisle for for those all, you know, all that improvement to come. And I'm hoping that it can come before 2027 because that's a long way off. But yeah, big. The CBA is one point. They're locked into a TV deal with ESPN until 2024. So they might be able to leverage some money at that time. Um, but the, the future is bright. It's just it's not quite getting there. It's not quite keeping up with the momentum of the league, the, the salaries, mm. because the momentum really is there. Absolutely, Miles. I could not agree with you more. I think ownership does have to come a little bit back to the bargaining table, and I know that it's not exactly legally sound to say, hey, let's like tear up this agreement and start with a new one. But you could honestly uh, tank this entire thing by having it too top-heavy with all that investment and not dispersing it to the players because, as Adrian was saying, well, we're all just looking for a leverage point to pull our spin move off of, right? And so if that's the only avenue that's really at our disposal, we're going to see a lot of people gravitating towards that option. Yeah, and another thing that the WNBA might have to worry about is going on in Vegas right now, which is Athletes Unlimited, which has been mm. phenomenal. Um, and they've got 44 players, and I think about a dozen of them are current or former WNBA players, but they are loving this. It's a player-led league where they get to redraft every week, and they're loving this experience, and they're loving this freedom. And in the future, if, if players are – if word of mouth is getting around that they're really enjoying this – the WNBA hopes that this will be an opportunity for players to stay on stateside in the offseason. But if players really love this opportunity, then why not expand it if they can get paid through that way? And mm-hmm. they haven't been super transparent about the pay, but that's another avenue that the players might be able to gain some leverage from. Exactly. People don't think that transparency can pay it forward, but honestly, there's so many problems in our world that can be avoided. But we do know that competition breeds competence, and we're so happy that you're able to join us today. Miles Elric, we hope to have you on again very, very soon, hopefully to discuss all the winning ways for the Las Vegas Aces, you know, unless they're playing the Liberty, and then you'll have to make a bigger choice. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. That was Miles Elric out of Windsider. He covers the New York Liberty beat for Nets Republic, among other things. Really appreciate him taking the time to be on our show and talk some WNBA free agency. All of our insider calls are brought to us by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide inventory. Now on the other side of the break, we got to start scrambling. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.